0: Welcome into the first ever episode of So Rare in the States. This is Chris Brown. I'm with Chris Nash, my co-host. How you doing today, Nashy?
1: Doing good, mate. Excited for this project. Excited for the MLS season. Should be good.
0: No, I didn't accidentally post an old episode again. I did that on purpose. (laughs) Because today is our 100th sower in the States episode so we have got a very special panel that we've put together today first of all the man that you just heard from is uh, is back and it's weird to call him a guest but I guess he's the guest of this episode So it's, it's our old host Mr Chris Nash how are you doing Nashy? what's up man
1: uh, yeah yeah we're good we getting we're getting emotional back here We got, we got oh. through in today we got the old memories flying back through we got the ups and a lot of downs and bumps in the road. But yeah, it's it's good to be back. And uh so yeah, it's kind of cool to be together with everyone and and kind of we started from humble beginnings and uh yeah, it's kind of cool to see how it all grew yeah. into what it is today.
0: Brings brings the old tear to my eye. We started in a little coffee shop in in Atlanta, Georgia. When neither of us live in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh and here we are with uh with, with the whole crew that we brought today. Uh we've got our our normal soccer co-host as as well is on here how are you mr Trippin' b i'm
2: doing good man i feel i feel a lot of good energy with the uh, the og Nashi back in the house you know i've been trying to live up to his example since uh, since i took over on the on the show and uh i'm going to try to do that again today but uh yeah, life is very good charlotte fc is a winner finally at home with a big three goal performance and uh you know, I'm just thinking about 100 episodes, man. Congratulations. I'm, I'm happy to have been a part of the baseball and uh, football projects a little bit. But you're the you're the man who created it. Congratulations to you very much specifically Nashi and uh, the other members of this panel as well. I mean, hell, hell, hell of a uh, accomplishment
0: we're not Emmy winning yet but we do have an Emmy winner so it's it's always good to hear from the man, of B uh the next person that I think debuted on our show as a host next maybe Alec Mr Marvitz how are you
3: I'm I'm doing I fantastic I order I apologize if I'm a little bit tuned out right now. The Cubs just scored two in the ninth. Oh the tie against this the Marlins, isn't baseball. So no, one cares. I, I just, it's a sower episode. Okay. Some of my guys did well. So um, I'm, I'm doing well. Just, just happy to be here. Obviously, it's, it's come a long way since episode one. So just, uh, just happy to be a part of it on, on baseball and basketball. And um, I guess making my debut on the, uh, on the football pot here episode two. So I'm kind of, a, kind of excited for that. Are you the first person that's done all three? no I did all three that's true no, so yeah it has yeah, to be either you or tripping but um yeah either way it's still just just cool yeah. to see and um I, mean, I just remember the the first time I jokingly uh asked you at work if I could come on the baseball podcast as a guest one time and and now here we are so just kind of kind of cool to see it all come full circle
0: you had no idea what you were getting yourself into you you were pairing yourself up willingly with Mr. Jorge Vargas the taco slayer is in the house
4: as well how are you sir oh hello it's me uh the basketball guy and uh uh, Orlando City is down bad guy, but you know, we're here. We're here. We've, we've been through the journey. I can't went from listening to guesting to hosting. And, uh, dude, I'm just, I'm just here to rock and party, dude. Episode yeah. let's, let's get to it. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. So we've got like a lot of voices
0: here. So, uh, I, I think we're all going to have a, a ton of stories, uh, to kind of, to kind of tell and that that's kind of be most of the focus, I think, of, of the of the episode today is just kind of reminisce and just talk about, you know, the last for me, it's been two years, basically, uh, a little over two years now that I've been playing so rare and, and obviously starting the pod with Nashi a little over a year ago. Um, and it's just been crazy, man. It's been crazy. So I'll, I'll let I'll let Nashi get started. How did how did we start Nashi The people want to know how we got this podcast started this is a throwback for all the OG listeners out there. <laughs> how do we get this podcast started Nashi
1: yeah, I mean, it, it was off the back of, uh, yeah, we were, we were roaming around, Atlanta, uh, bashed into each other, randomly in a coffee shop, and uh, no, no, we, we we were talking, we were online, we connected through SoRare, you know, we were sort of back and forth, I was trying to get into the MLS that time, and, you know, I was sort of running out of options, running thin, so I thought you were probably the best bet to uh, to come to. With, uh, I was the
0: last, last option. Yeah, you were That's the last resort to, to go,
1: but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it worked out, yeah, yeah, you were helping me out, and then... Um, yeah, I was heading out to Atlanta. You came down and yeah, it was kind of like a weird, weird situation because I felt like I knew you at that time, but we'd spoke yeah. a lot. But then obviously when you meet someone, you're kind of like, ah, oh, like, how's it going to be? This is kind of actually weird. And I've had that same situation with Jorge, with uh, Trippin and hopefully Alec in the future where like, you know, you've got that kind of weird thing. So it brings you so close to people. You're like, yeah, no, I know this guy. And then I was like, Walking down the street there in a the town I don't know, meeting someone effectively done. I was like, this is this is gonna be weird? And straight away, you know, yeah. we, we clicked, we got on, we went to the game, we had a bunch of beers and uh yeah, the rest is kind of history. We're talking talking some shit about football and our different opinions and soccer and the MLS and uh yeah, we said, Oh, this is this could be kind of fun to sort of to sort of spread out there, get, you know, a different take on things. I'm kind of trying to sort of discover the MLS, you're kind of a bit of an expert and yeah, that was kind of the genesis of the idea and then uh yeah, we we rolled with it and yeah, it's really it's kind of crazy thinking about it uh how how it's got to today.
0: Yeah. It was it was definitely weird to explain to my parents that I'm I'm leaving to go down to Atlanta to go to a game with this guy that I've never met and and two of his friends. And yeah, it was it was 100% I I had seen you do cuz you were doing the uh the video uh the the vlogs at the time you had done a really good one on uh, on LA galaxy that, that went nuts in the LA galaxy community. Um, and I was, and, and you would reached out, I think, I think you reached out to me maybe at one point um, and asked me a question. I was like, yeah, this is really, really good. Like just, just kind of keep going. And then we both were going to be like near Atlanta. And it was like, Hey, well, we might as well go to a game. And I think that's how like a lot of those kind of like friendships started was, you know, Hey, let's, let's go to a game. Like let's, let's plan to be here and, um it's been uh it's been a wild and crazy ride. And I know I i went to uh to Tennessee as well to meet our good friend Jorge. Uh and same thing. It was like, yeah, mom, I'm driving three hours to go meet this random guy from Orlando that yeah. I've never met before. Him, him and this weird Welshman who I don't know. I don't know. Should we say Harry's name on the podcast? But oh you got a name drop. We, we got a name drop because we know all the all the OG so rare guys. Oh, it's actually his birthday, uh, isn't it? So happy is birthday. It? We're almost oh twins. God, my birthday's on
2: Thursday, so yeah.
1: Great, Chris, were you getting well, um, some some inquiries from your your parents when you were telling you were jetting around the country, meeting up with all these mystery men? You know what I mean? Did they start <laughs> with a few eyebrows raised <laughs> in the uh, the brown household? What, there? One
0: or two eyebrows, one or two eyebrows, <laughs> but they they were happy because they were all in the south. So like, I had to visit them to go to visit everybody else. So they were uh, they were totally happy with it. But yeah, going going down to uh, to Tennessee was was a lot of fun and got to hang out with Jorge and. Uh, the fam down there, down there in Tennessee. Uh, got to got to see uh got to see our guy Harry as well, got to hear all about the World Cup. So it was a, it was a ton of fun to to go to the to all those things. Um, do you guys have any like any favorite Sower meetups? I know Jorge did the uh did the Orlando meetup. I think Trippin was at that Orlando meetup as well, right? Oh yeah.
4: Well, yeah. Well Trippin can talk. I kind of showed up at the very end, like last minute. I was like, hey, I don't know anybody here but uh Nashi that I've right. been talking to on Twitter Dude. for a week. What's up? <laughs>
2: Does it count as going to the meetup if you live there, if you're local? I don't know. That's a, We'll have to let the committee rule on that one. But, uh, I mean, you know, you if you're just going downtown, does that count as, you know, a meetup? I'm not sure. But, uh, no, I did. The Orlando meetup was legendary. Nashi was there. and That's when I first met Jorge. He let me into the uh, – I'll never forget, like, Jorge when uh, – because I was, like, the only guy in, like, full Charlotte gear. There was, like, you know, 15 dudes. Uh, also rare players that went to this match, everyone and the the club gave everybody free shirts and I was in a Charlotte shirt. And uh, so the post bar, like you hung out with us uh, after the game. And so we were going to this post game bar and you're like, Hey, you were like, Hey, yeah, I know a bar for us all to go to. Let's go. And so you're sort of leading the way. And then we paused at the door and you're like, Hey man, you're going to be cool. Right. Like like these guys take their <laughs> Orlando City pretty seriously. And you're you're you know, you're in Charlotte colors like we're not going to have an issue here or anything. Right. You're not you're not going to act out or speak out or act out of turn. So that was really funny. I mean, obviously, Orlando had beaten us. So uh, there was really not much I could say. So uh, but that was a good first meeting. And yeah, so rare meetups are just so awesome. There was another one in Dallas this weekend that I did not get to. But uh, there's a bunch of pictures going around on social media right now. And like connecting with uh, random people and making new friends through like this hobby and game that we all love to play and have like found our way to uh, in different uh, paths is is all, always the best.
1: Yeah, that that Orlando that Orlando meetup was like a sort of like army upgrades them Same 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 feelings, energy, but on steroids. Because Harry uh, Harry trades, we've been talking back and forth, and we talked for a while, and then we found out that we actually. Used to then he's like, Oh, I actually live in the States. So I was assuming he was over in Wales or something. And I was like, Oh, yeah, where'd you live? And we found out we actually played on rival colleges for the soccer team over in <laughs> Tennessee. And we knew a bunch of mutual people in real life. So then he said, No way, that's mad. Like he, he was still friends with a few of people that I knew. So again, it was like an instant connection. Then there was a trust. And he said, You know, we're going down to Orlando like yeah, next month. Like I'm not I don't really know anyone that too well. Like, you should come along. Like, I feel like, you know, we kind of know. And, um and yeah, it was like that. A few weeks later, I'm on a flight across the country, you know, <laughs> LA to Orlando. Uh-huh. only really never met another person. I only really spoke to uh, Harry a little bit. And, yeah, it was the same same thing. We got out there. And the first two people I met on that trip were John and uh, HG. But at the time, I didn't know who HG was. So I walked in, uh, met up with him at this hotel, and everyone else was kind of flying in that day. And I was like, oh, what's up, John? And I, obviously John was like, still John Ellis then, so knew him, we'd had a chat, and like, yeah, really cool. And then he was with HG, and I was like, oh, what's up, man? He's like, oh, and, you, and if you met HG, he's really like understated, like humble guy. And so we go out to a brewery, and we were kind of waiting for everyone to come. Tripping ended up coming later. Um, we were already yep. a few beers at that point. But so we, we sat there having a few beers and I'm with, you know, John's telling me this, that, and the other about So Red thing, his content all going on. And uh yeah, HG, this just, in my mind, I just thought he's a French player. And it must have been like <laughs> three beers deep and I was kind of like, you know, like trying to be nice and was, so like, what's, what's your story with So rare? How's your gallery coming along? And I think John turns to he and said, he fucking owns So Red Data, bro. <laughs> 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 I've, been, I've been kind of speaking to him. Like, I was like, oh, sh-. <laughs> like, he's like a big deal, you know what I mean? So it was a, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty cool, cool situation, and then yeah, everyone was coming in and to bring it back to Jorge, like during I, I can't remember like the quite the timeline, but on Twitter I think we'd been chatting back and forth, talking some MLS, and I don't know, just you know, like you do, you end up being people again chatting with uh, people through so rare. But I had the connection to him, and I was like, he's he's kind of a cool guy. I like I like his sort of vibe and energy. But now I'm with like these sort of so rare not royalty, but like these kind of big guys. And I don't know them that well. And I'm thinking, man, I, I want to meet Jorge because he's in Orlando. But then I'm out with like all these other guys. And I didn't know Jorge could have just been an absolute maniac, which to be <laughs> fair, isn't. isn't he is. It was in the best possible way. So it was like after the game, maybe like 8 or 9 p.m., everyone was like plenty of bevies deep. And I said, uh, yeah, just come out, dude. Come out, and I, I, a little bit hazy on that night. Um, as probably uh, tripping was too. But by the time Jorge oh, yeah. came out, honestly, within ten minutes, he was like the life of the party. Like he was taking us around Orlando. We were getting some little, um, some some establishments that he looked like he'd had some some memories <laughs> and horrors in. And yeah, it was a really good time in the end. And yeah, their, their memories are only possible because of sort of this whole thing. So yeah, it's really cool. Yep.
4: Yeah it's kind of wild how that works out where i kind of just showed up and yeah like everybody had already had a couple beers like i was at the game obviously drinking and then after the game it was already late and going to show up and meeting a bunch of random guys and then i like kind of made my rounds introduced everybody and then john was like hey you want to drink and i was like you want to take a shot and he was like yeah let's take shots and it was like all right and then instantly just took shots with john came back to the groove and then just like kept drinking i don't know it's 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 a fuzzy night for everybody, all right? We, probably I probably well, hey, embarrassed. Well, y'all likes talking to me still, so hey, it wasn't too bad.
2: We also met a random guy from Belgium. Do you remember that? <laughs> Nashi at the stadium. Some random, yeah. like he was like six feet five inches tall, and he like knew he he was a he was a Nellis uh content viewer. And so he like tracked down Nellis at the stadium, and, and that that was pretty crazy that like some random ass Belgian tennis player was like uh uh, meeting up with us too—it's crazy. Just the random connections through this game. That was cool. It's
1: yeah, like it kind of too. the funny thing about like the the, the Sora celebrity because like I remember that guy coming over and I thought he was like number nine for Club Rouge or something. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And I was like, oh, John must have recognised him. Be asking, you know what I mean?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
1: you realise that people sort of recognized us through so rare and yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty insane if you think about it. people from all over the world. So. So
0: so I've got a, I've got a bone to pick about this Orlando trip. Right. Because when John explained this to me, he was like, okay, I'm I'm coming to the States. I'm going to go to Orlando. And then I'm going to go to New York. And I was like, okay, well, like there's two options. I can go to Orlando and go to New York. Like all good. You know, I can, I can pick either one. Orlando's kind of a long way away. I don't really know anybody who's going anyway. I'll just go to New York. Like I want to go to New York anyway. It's closer for me, like super easy. So you guys all go to Orlando. You guys all have this great time down there in Orlando. And I the next weekend went to New York and it was literally just me and John in New York. <laughs> it was just the two of us. I was like, where is everybody? Like, I thought this was supposed to be a meetup. And John's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, so we just met this. We met one other guy who was uh who was uh he was like into NFTs, but he wasn't Sora or something like that. Um, but everybody else was just like a complete rando in New York. Um, so I, I definitely, I should have been at that Orlando trip and I, I messed it up cause I, I just didn't know. I didn't wow. know the fun that you guys were going to have.
2: We're, we will get another big one, uh, together somewhere in in the States, uh, later this summer for sure. I have no doubt about that.
0: Yeah. We talked about having one in Orlando down, down Jorge's way, um, in the spring, but it just kind of never came together. It was like some St. Louis and we didn't want to have the same weekend. And then St. Louis was like opening their stadium. Um, so we definitely will at some point have like a, a we need uh door on the States meetup for
2: sure. We need, we need somewhere to hook up the MLS all-star tickets uh, for DC. That would be, Ooh, be that great, would, great. That would wave, be fun. Yeah, That would be a lot of fun actually. Go see some they're expen- they're expensive tickets. So yeah, we need to, we need the to. Hook up. <laughs>
4: hey, but you, we, we can't overlook like just like the online relationships too. Like look at me and Alec. Like yeah. Chris was like, Hey, you want to do a basketball show? I was like, sure. He was like, Hey, my buddy Alec's going to do it. And I'm like, okay, I've never met this guy in my life. And then the first time I met him was to record the very first episode, which I am still to to this day very scared to go back and listen to because it It was rough. There was a couple pauses like we were just staring at each other, didn't know what to say. And it's just it's a wild ride. But now we're like best buds. We're like, you know, you wake up at 2 a.m. There's like six text messages about who knows what. But there they are.
3: (laughs) No, and we haven't met in real life yet. We're the only ones. I feel like the last time and I could be wrong on this, but the last time the five of us were all together on Zoom was like the Sunday before Jorge and I first recorded basketball when it's kind of like our introduction call. And it was a quick like five, 10 minute Zoom call. And then like that Thursday, we did our first episode. And that was like the second time we were talking to each other. So it's just like, it's crazy how like quickly that just kind of started out of thin air, basically. And I'm
0: sitting there listening. Like I'm this I'm a big control freak, right? Like I have to be in the middle of everything. And for the first time ever, I'm not talking, like I'm not doing anything. And they're just sitting there staring at each other. I'm like, oh God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and, then, and then slowly but surely, keep picking it up, keep picking it up, build the rapport. And now look at look at us. <laughs> okay
1: yeah i mean to, to to sort of keep sort of praise on as well with like because i think most of us didn't have much experience doing stuff like, like listening to you two uh talking about the nba and that Like, obviously I, i'm kind of a casual listener in the sense that i don't really know what, what you're on about but you, you would never you really like, this is genuine you have a really good sort of chemistry which is kind of like i don't know whether it's luck or testament to the two of you but like yeah it's kind of wild when you think about it basically just Put you two in a room and said all right like
0: make something happen yeah, yeah that's literally what happened yeah and it wasn't even a room it was a zoom call like <laughs> it wasn't even a literal room um but no i i think it's fun to see like how alec kind of got sucked into it right because obviously we work together um and i've been playing for well, two years and i've just been going on and on about you know, this game and this fantasy soccer and all this stuff. And Alex like, ah, I mean, I I watched some premier league, but I don't really, I mean, I don't care about like the Dutch league or the Belgian league or the Peruvian league or whatever they had at the time. Uh, And I was like, okay, maybe when the premier league comes on or anything and they announced baseball and I was like, Hey, Alec, they announced baseball. He's like, I want to be on the show. Like, let's do it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I didn't even know you. I didn't even know you knew what I was talking about. I was just rambling for for uh six months because we shared an office for a little while so i think it's cool to see like from your perspective like how you kind of got introduced to so rare and then kind of got in got sucked into this whole thing
3: yeah i mean it's you were always talking about and i to be perfectly honest i'm not a huge like soccer fan outside of like casually watching like tottenham or obviously watching like the riverhounds so you know you were talking about these guys and these big flips and i'm like dude i'm gonna be honest i have no clue who this guy is i've never heard of this team like whatever. And, and you said they were bringing on baseball and I was like, all right, like I'm a big baseball fan. So I feel like it's a good time to get in. And also knowing that you had been on Soar for a couple of years at that point, I was like, if I have questions, like, at least I have someone I can go to. Um, so I'm not yeah. fully going in blind. So, I mean, that was, that was huge. But yeah, I mean it went from having no clue to, to anyone that you're talking about and, and I still don't at times, but it's, I'm at least I'm getting there. I'm starting to pick up on, on the lingo and stacks and um, uh-huh. and all that and scouting. So it's, it's kind of cool in, in that sense too.
1: I feel like yeah, I feel like the dynamic though, like I got to praise um Like Trippin is come in and took over the reins, and it's like it, it feels like you know, like you're dating a girl you're into. It doesn't quite work out, and then like you bump into six months later, and she's with like some jacked six pack Brazilian, good looking <laughs> like charismatic oh guy. My you're like looking across the bar, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I don't know. That's that's how I feel with tripping, stepping in, because like oh,
2: he's, wow. he's just a
1: star, man. He's a natural. He's the same in real life, mate. Like you just, you just, I don't know. You got that star power. I'm telling you, and like I love listening to you speak. I know you do a bunch of different content, and you have a really good Charlotte podcast too. And you're always out there, but yeah, I can't, oh, can't get enough of listening to you, brother. So yeah, it's a real. Uh, Sometimes you just gotta take the nod, and you say, Yeah, there's a that's
0: that's the better man, you know. He, oh, yeah, Trippin's gonna clip that and put it on his
2: Tinder profile. He just I'm got just compared trying. to a yeah, six exactly. foot Brazilian.
1: Yeah. It's the first
2: time, yeah. I wish I was I wish, trust me. But no As that's... long as you
1: as long as you guys let me watch, I'm happy, you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> <laughs> man, a that's cook just, chair in the corner. Cause you know you got skills too in the content game for sure. So I, I'll take that as high praise for real.
0: Yeah, I always thought it was fun how Nashy was. I was like barely scraping by and like rares, and then they came out with limited. I was like, hell yeah, I get to go down. Like, let's go. And Nashy's like, oh, I'm going up. I'm going up to super rares. I'm gonna buy all these guys. And I was like, damn, like you, you got, you got some cojones to spend all this money on, on these guys. And damn, you are so good at it. Like you know exactly what's going on with all these dudes, and it's, it's insane.
1: By deal, on the flip, well, that's the DJ. I mean I've been a professional poker player, you just kind of you, you kind of have that, you you gotta have that little a uh, little lapse in the uh, in the brain there. But to be fair, like doing the show and this that whole journey for me, like genuinely has helped me with Sora. Because I look at my gallery now and like look at some of the teams I'm putting out in a performance lab. I, I think like my if there was an edge to be had on soria like I think with my knowledge that I've learned through doing a show and stuff with you guys is has really sort of helped the trajectory in that side oh, of yeah. things too, like in you know, a in a genuine way. And I really think that, like, you know, like some of these pickups that I've made that have really kind of transformed me. Like, I'm to, I'm I'm in the process of trying to move up to uniques now because you know
4: Ooh.
1: it's it's still there trying to go and and a, and a big leap in that was I, I picked up a Hector Herrera unique in the off season for 0.6, like nothing, you know. And it was from, I would never have been watching Houston if it wasn't for the, our show, let's put it that way. And I remember <laughs> watching a few games last no year and thinking they were terrible. He wasn't, he didn't hit the ground running, but he came mid-season, like he was injured on and off, playing in Houston for an awful team. But there's little little moments in the game where I said, no, he's still got the legs and he's still got a quality, obviously his quality. And I said, I'm going to take a little punt on this. And I would never have, you know, there was nothing other than unless I'd basically watched the Houston Dynamo game which would never have happened if it wasn't sort of for this um so right. and that helped me make some big leaps in sort of in my so rare actual playing career too so yeah it kind of goes both ways it's uh it's it's yeah that butterfly effect how it all, how yeah. it all runs into each other. I
0: I think it's similar I have kind of a similar story like definitely learning from like all of you guys for sure listening to to everybody each week and kind of producing all the shows like i learned so much and like i even tried basketball unfortunately at one point and i did okay at it but i was like huh this just this isn't it but um being able to like pick other people's brains and like being able to even and even having guests on like having some uh having Bob come on I know I know Alec is like starstruck by Bob every time he comes on uh cuz the dude just wins like it's it's insane we we love Bob we're very pro Bob uh pro Bob podcast um but even you know talking about talking about like so strategy like my strategy has shifted completely from when I started and I, maybe even Jorge's has shifted as well. Like mm-hmm. I came in as like a trader, like I'm going to like flip all these guys and, and do all this stuff. And then I was like, I, I was around you a lot. I was around Bob a lot. I was around tripping a lot. I was like, you know what? maybe winning is fun too. So I started actually buying some like decent cards instead of, you know, all the Aaron longs that I still have in my gallery, uh, which actually he's not bad anymore. Um, but I, I don't know. Has that changed? Like, as you've like been able to talk to people, Jorge is like your, your strategy around the game. Cause I know I go for like way more OP guys than I used to. Well,
4: yeah, well that's, that's the thing, right. With, especially with Sora, it's like ever evolving. Everything changes. Things change. Like, they change rules, you know, whatever list or play, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is. Right. So it's a very dynamic situation. So the more people you talk to and like even a testament to like doing this show, it's it keeps me more engaged, It keeps me in day in and day out. So I'm putting in a lot more time than maybe I wouldn't have if I wasn't doing a show where it's like I don't want to feel like I'm putting out stuff where I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. So, yeah, I force myself to be in the markets in so in the ins and outs and force all that stuff to
0: watch the Houston Dynamo.
4: Yes. Well always you know <laughs> I've, I've been preaching hector harris since he came to the league right? mexicans all the way we're gonna win a world <laughs> cup one day but uh yeah it's, it's one of those things we're just doing it and listening to everybody and you know even when i started doing content and stuff like that like the first year that i was on sober it was just me myself and i and it was like random things i would read on twitter so like looking back at that first year of just dumb decisions that i've made it's now with all the knowledge that i have it's all right how am i gonna pull myself out of this hole to where i can like come out you know green on the other side and uh that's been that's been fun in its own and it's been a, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of still making mistakes but you know it's yeah. it, it's on the way up the trajectory has turned thanks to a lot of you guys. I've pivoted and now I'm not that bad. I'm still a little bad but I'm not that bad. I'm at least yeah. at least average.
1: I was going to say like it also like for my experience comedy is like it's added to my life too because like every Saturday now like I absolutely love watching the sort of Apple TV now. It's like my, that's my Saturday now. I don't even go to work anymore. I'm just like, that's it. I'm going to post up. I'm going to get a couple beers and I'll watch MLS. And I genuinely enjoy it. And going back and like, that was kind of a a weird thing that I had at the time. It was like, I didn't know the point, the reason I met you and initially contacted you was because obviously I'm living in the States. I love football. I do know and play football, but I didn't know anything about the MLS and I wanted to get into it. And I thought it was going to be a bit more forced, and like part of the process that you were talking about at the start and the genesis of this uh, sort of podcast was that, well, yeah, maybe that will be fun to do kind of live, where you're like learning a little bit more every week. And I would get that same feeling of like, man, like I'm, but like I still don't really know what I'm talking about <laughs> about yeah. specific players, specific. So it was like that little bit of like, no, it it turned a little bit because we started getting people listening and liking, and they'd be asking me questions about. The thing and like because you obviously have the authority of being on there, and I don't think too many people know that. Is like I had no idea about anything MLS yeah. almost on episode one, and I was just kind of like, not like, I kind of had imposter syndrome, but it was enough that at a time where I was like, you know, this is this is kind of fun. I didn't really, you know, it's only everyone's pretty cool and so rare, but like, like Jorge oh, said there, like, yeah, like you want to that was a driving force to me. It's like, I want it by the end of it, know oh, what I'm actually talking about here and I have some opinions. And ironically enough, now that, like, it's tough for me to get on and, <laughs> and jump on the podcast we have to step back a little bit and let, uh, let Danny take my girlfriend. But we... Uh, <laughs> 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 we, But, like, now, watching the games and, you know, every Saturday, I'm, I'm fully immersed in MLS and I, it's really, you know, it's going to be a lifelong sort of... Passion, a hobby, whatever you want to call it for me. So, like, I, it's been a lot taken um, from the whole process didn't me, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's it's uh I think rare in and of itself has made a lot of fans out of like new, you know, like I know Hoodwink is big into Asian. He was never into Asia before, and I, obviously, you're into into MLS. And there's so many different leagues and so many like niche guys. So I want to kind of I want to kind of put you guys on the spot here a little bit. Give me like that one dude that you had no idea who he was, no idea who his team was, but you put him in a lineup, he did it, he did all right for you. And now you're like the biggest fan ever of, of this one dude. And it could be uh, obviously any sport that you guys want to go for, but uh obviously soccer has more like teams that you've never heard of. But um I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Tripp and I'm gonna put him on the spot since so he's for me, he's my current man, so you gotta put him on the spot for
2: me, first. yeah, yeah. For me, it would have to be Bruno. Bruno Guimaraes, um, a, f- uh, a friend of mine who I play with and do some scouting with, kind of turned me on to him. But uh, back in in the like June of twenty twenty one, when he was still at Leon, um, I uh, picked him up for like .084, like super cheap. Like like uh, at the end of the sea, it was like June end of European season, and I picked him up and because uh, because I just like had seen him put up some decent scores for Leon. I knew this guy could be really good. And uh, he's not, so now he plays for Newcastle, not exactly a no-name club, but he was just one of that, you know, his price eventually, you know, it's down now with the market crash, but when the market was at a peak, like he he went up, I bought him for like under 0.1 and he, he went up over like to like 1.2 ETH on a rare. So like, it was really cool uh, to have him to see like a guy like, that I invested in at so cheap, like shoot up to, like such a high level, and uh, love watching him play. Uh, I think he's a you know a future future number uh, number number eight, number six role for Brazil in the World Cups uh, to come. So uh, just love Bruno, and uh, never would have known about him. Never not a big French league guy, uh, so so rare really put me onto him, and uh, love seeing him dominate in EPL as well. Now
4: go ahead, Jorge oh dude like honestly like this may be a cop-out but i'd be like just the nba in general where just the whole nba yeah no literally (laughs) like like literally just like like, just literally because of sober like implementing the nba like i used to be really big in in the nba and i haven't watched the nba in like four or five years and then just hopping back into this game just getting my al whore for jersey mint and like all my magic guys was like instantly hooked back in and like it's Without without silver, I probably still wouldn't be watching basketball. But uh, I kind of felt, re-fell in love with basketball again a little bit. So uh, don't worry, I checked his that.
0: credentials before I asked him to be a host. I totally knew <laughs> that he didn't watch any basketball. Alec, <laughs> what, do, what do
3: you got, Alec? Uh, so I'm gonna go on the opposite route and say the entire MLB. No, oh my <laughs> god, no. Um, you guys are the no, worst at this. No, it's yeah. um, I don't, it's probably Cal Raleigh, who's the uh, the catcher yeah. for the Seattle Mariners. Um, he he was a guy like playing fantasy baseball. He was a guy that I always saw that like he hit a bunch of home runs, but never at a big average. So it was kind of just like, it is what it is. And then it finally like clicked for me that like, oh wait, that's what you want, and so rare. Um, <laughs> yeah. so i think we had a we either had a trade with him chris where was trade. one of the things where he was just like a throw in and then he just absolutely went off and his price didn't change so i was like i mean i'll pick him up for three dollars here and now it's just it's gone up since so um he's probably one of those guys that i just I, I very vaguely knew of and just like would occasionally see on like sports center or things like that but um never really like followed and now the guy's in my lineup every single week so um on the on the ba- or baseball side probably him and yeah i mean kind of I don't know, as, as basic as it is, but what Jorge said about Pat basketball, Bev. like it just it fully got me back into the game, like focusing on rotations and lineups and then things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I have to give out a shout out to to Pat Bev here because I guess I almost have. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, just I mean, just it, it fully got me back in. So there were a ton of guys that I'd like occasionally watch, but I was like, wait, this guy can actually like play. If there's anyone that epitomizes
0: I love because of so rare, I like literally said, I think it was like the first episode, Pat Bev is trash clip that and put it on Twitter.
3: No, I, I was a fan of his, but I said, if you're building a so rare lineup, yeah, do not put him in, don't and put him in your kind of as the season went on, it was like, he kind of started playing well at times and like had a low L 10. So like he would be a guy that like, you could throw in your lineup with an L 10 of 10 and maybe he gets you 30. And it was like, unreal. But on the flip side, he's also maybe getting you two, and that's it. So it was kind of one of those things that, like, I was right in that sense, but also, like, just how we've come full circle where, like, we went from just bashing him to now Jorge and I were doing card swaps, and it's like, you got to pick him up and throw him in your lineup though. this week. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Love it. What do you in got,
3: in fashion.
1: I think, Nick, I mean, there's been a few over the years, obviously, like, you, you go through spells, and it, someone, this guy, I don't even own anymore, but he really was, like, the catalyst for my gallery and my sort of, so rare journey and you probably know who it is maybe Chris when I say it but it was a uh, Cody Gakpo oh yeah lived, that was in Liverpool but was at mm-hmm. PSV at the time and I sort of the, I picked up his super rare on a complete flyer he was out there he was injured but I was looking at the PSV team back in the day I'm not even sure so rare data was quite what it is today at that point it was more like you know friend shooting in the dark a little bit but they had Daniel Malin up front and he was absolutely going off. And he was his price was like way out of sort of what I was comfortable play, paying at that time of a game. Like Soria wasn't quite what it is today either.
0: Yeah,
1: I said. Yeah, Daniel Malin was going off, and I was like, "Who else did PSV have up front?" And it was like the classic sorry, I thing. I looked into uh, their front line as I added like, I, I can't remember who the other guy was, but then they had Cody Gekpo, and he was injured. And I started doing the Soria deep dive. I looked into him. He was a local boy. He played a bunch prior to that, and I said. The Super rare came on auction that uh, that month, and I was sort of debating, oh, shall I do it? And it was still, I think, I can't remember what I paid for it, but I think I paid, like, still over an ETH at the time, which was kind of crazy money back then for an online French NFT soccer
0: Super JPEG.
1: But there's another story behind that where, like, as you know, I'm a full-time poker player, and I play cash games around LA and whatnot. And during that time, you know, it was, I think, I can't remember, like, uh, pandemic was. there wasn't much going on, and we, I was sort of looking into Soria, and I put a little bit in, and I found it, and then I got, like, the bug for it. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I love, you know, I love playing this, whatever. And I was like, I think I'm going to put a little bit more, more in, not necessarily as an investment, but just as, a, like, a just for fun, right? And, but I was like, you know, it was still risky. I was still like, this could just be a complete punt. I could just be losing all the money. So I said to myself, I, I had like a good first week of whatever month it was. I think it was February uh, a couple of years ago. I said, whatever I win the rest of this month, I'm going to put that into SoRan. Just pretend like I broke even for and the like month. Like I didn't win. Like mentally, I yeah. can make peace with that if it goes. And I, <laughs> two days later, I get a phone call from a friend of mine, another pro in LA. And he says, oh, yo, like, can you play like the next this next week because there's a big VIP coming into town and we're trying to build a game. That's kind of how it worked. So I said, all right, went down. And I, long story short, I had one of the best couple of weeks, I went on a fat upswing and I I did eventually honor my own agreement with myself. So that's nowadays I you know I've had a decent sized gallery, but that was the genesis of like it wasn't like a smart decision. I wasn't like, oh this is going to be the thing. I didn't know anything really about NFTs. It was like pretty DJ and the story that I even got my gallery and like, yeah, a lot of fun. There's been ups and downs. I don't even I don't even know if I'm in profit at this point, but um, but yeah, that was the thing. So I ended up saying, you know what, like I've got this balance now. I said I was going to put this in, took a flyer on Cody Gatpo and uh, yeah, I, I got out a decent time. I think at one point he went up, I think I paid about $1,500. At one point he was selling for like $30,000, the Super <laughs> Painful to think about, but um, I think I got out at a semi decent price. I can't, I can't remember. I don't want to, I think, it, but I definitely made some the most money on that card. And and, and yeah, like watching him for PSV for them couple of years, he was he was absolutely electric. So that was a yeah. bit of a ramble, but that's the yeah, that ties Yeah, yeah. Cody is the that's a
0: good one. I remember the the first time we met, that was your that was your big story. I was like, oh, this dude's a baller, like he knew Cody Gakpo like a year <laughs> ago. I was like, oh my god. Um, uh, but no, mine is, mine is a lot more understated and not, not really a star, but it's the dude. So I actually checked my gallery. It's the second oldest card that I own. Uh, I have an Eric Godoy that's older that I'm still waiting on him to be good. Um, but, uh, the second oldest one that I own is a good old Keegan Rosenberry. Who's just been plugging away in my ETH grind teams for literally two years. Um, and he's won me 0.6 worth of ETH. I paid 0.04 for him. Uh, and he, he's now half the value in ETH, but, um, the rewards that, that I've won. And I just like, I've had him consistently in my ETH grind teams literally for two years. And he's, he's about to hit, he'll be my first card that hits, uh, hits full, like level 20, like 10% bonus as well, which is, which is pretty cool. He's coming up on that here pretty soon. So, um, never, I literally never heard of the guy. I was just looking for like some consistent scores and, like Sora data back in the day, didn't have all the, all the cool like sorting features. And I just happened to stumble upon this dude had some, had some decent scores and and didn't know about him from the union or anything. It was like his first year in Colorado, I think. Um, And yeah, he's, he's been in the team ever since. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely an interesting, definitely an interesting one for me with, uh, with Keegan. I
1: feel like that mirrors like probably like his real life relationship with his, with his coach in Colorado. Like, Right back now we got Keener. I mean, he just goes in every week, and yeah, right? He does a decent chuck job. Him you know in right? there. He does a yeah. he does a fairly good job. And you just don't have to think about it. Like. He's a solid player, and yeah, that's kind of sounds like what you're doing—just plugging him in. He's
0: literally—he's never been expensive enough for me to sell him and actually make any money. But he's so consistently like mid-fifties, like perfect. E threshold. Um, and even like his, his L five is normally not bad and he can bank some decent scores. So he's even good for the cat mode now. Um, although he rotates a lot more than, than he used to, cause he's on a 56 right now, but, um, yeah, I, it's just random teams like that. And then I bought, uh, it was the first off season that I was doing so rare. And it was between like, I did MLS for the, for 2021. And it was the 2021, 22 off season for MLS. Um, and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy cards, wait till the wait till the market, you know, or wait till MLS starts again. Um, and then I'll have all these cards to play, but I'm not gonna like go buy European cards because they're too expensive and I don't know anything about Europe and blah blah blah. It got to like mid-January, and I was like, I can't take it anymore. I have to play, like I I can't, I have to have a stack. Um, and they'd come out with limited cards, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna buy like a Mexican stack. So I went, I the only team on there was Atlas at the time and thankfully they won like back-to-back titles when I bought them and I bought uh your your boy Jairo Torres and uh, he was part of part of my atlas stack that won three rewards in three weeks and I was like oh this is so easy like why didn't I just have this stack the whole time um but I I I literally just did it over that month so that I could just feed my addiction of of soar and not not playing over the offseason and Literally the, the next off season I went buy European cards. So it's like I, I know I'm not gonna be able to hold out a, a whole nother off season. So uh nothing yeah, I you, can do about mean, that.
1: You mentioned the uh, the Atlas stack there kind of brings around another like cool thing, I guess we can go around. But like I've had you out Soria not with just players but with full teams, you can end up yeah. following a team and like that's if it, all these good things I'm saying about Sora and his journeys come from Becoming a fan of the Chicago Fire has probably been one of the most financially and emotionally costly uh, <laughs> sort of decisions of my career at this point. But we're, we're in now. And, yeah, um, it's kind of funny. Like, there's, like my I was looking through my gallery when you were asking about the, the sort of playoff. And, like, Argentinos Juniors, I bought, like, their defensive stack, like, a year or I ago. I thought that
0: was where you were going with this question originally. No, yeah, yeah. I forgot and it's, about and it's
1: And it's wild. You just... Yeah. You end up being like a legitimate fan. Like every time there's a game, I'm either watching it if I can, but if not, I'm checking the score. And it's like an, a kind of an insane quirk on, on Soria. And yeah, like Chicago Fire has absolutely buried me. And like, yeah, that's that's something that hasn't changed in the whole time is just me being miserable every every weekend because they're just absolutely tragic. But,
0: that's where Alec is smart enough because he's like, the Fire, I know they're bad.
3: I'm not going to root for them. <laughs> Oh, I've I've been to two games. They've won both. I don't know how. I think those are probably the only two games they've ever won. And the last one I went to was four years ago. So um I'm I'm very aware that they're, that they're atrocious. Work. You might need um, to start going. Know. Yeah, I, I, I gotta start trying for for games. Yeah. Um I, I mean, I was excited when they signed Shakiri. That was a, a pretty cool signing I I remembered him from when he played in the Premier League, but I mean yeah, that's they're, they're still just that Shakiri sign got mm-hmm. Nashy.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: fucking Jordan Shakiri. Um, I mean, I'm done with him. I think he's done. I, I'm, bro, why? Now that I'm not on here every week, my pride wouldn't let me. But he's done. He's just <laughs> like a little gnome, and he just runs around. He doesn't run around. He walks around, gives the ball away. Yeah, I think the fan base <laughs> is turning on him. I'm turning on him. I'm done with Shakiri. <laughs> Ache, Ache is my guy now.
0: <laughs> he's oh, going to be a Houston fan soon if you're not. You're not careful, fire.
1: Yeah, yeah, that will be. <laughs> that'll be the day but yeah i mean yeah but that's the passion you want i
0: guess that's yeah. part of football, the the up, center, downs of, so um... so to uh to to commemorate our our hundredth episode here we're doing <laughs> we've been doing giveaways all week so hopefully you guys uh you guys have seen that and, and have kind of been participating in that a little bit um so if you want some basketball cards i think there's only one person entered for the basketball giveaway so maybe go uh, or a massive show or massive show maybe maybe go and uh, if you want a basketball card or two uh, go go talk about that one and we'll cheat a little bit and give you some inside <laughs> info so we're doing we're doing a giveaway this week obviously with uh with the same kind of story that we just told so like your favorite uh a player your favorite a memory like leave us a little comment thread uh quote tweet it if you want however you got to attach it to that tweet cuz we'll just look at that tweet to pick our favorites um, but we're going to give away three different things, all, uh, all, you know, things that I like, cause I, you know, who cares? Um, Aaron long. So obviously we have to give away an Aaron long and if hoodwink doesn't win the Aaron long, I'm going to be very disappointed in hoodwink because he should have yeah. some, some great stories. Uh, and then we're going to give away two of my favorite young players from the MLS. We're going to give away kill Marshall ruddy from Toronto who once Bob Bradley gets fired or he leaves Toronto will yes. be good. I swear. And then we'll give away Jack McGlynn from Philly, who's got the most magical left foot that I've ever seen in my life. Um, so we'll give away those those two, uh, three people that we'll announce on the show next week. So make sure that you uh, comment with your favorite Sower related story uh, in the uh, in the tweet that we send out about the show. So to kind of to kind of wrap things up here a little bit. Um, Let's go, let's go negative. Let's go like the biggest lesson that you've learned from (laughs) so over the last, uh, over the last, what, two years or however long we've been playing. So, so start it off for me, Trippin. What do you got?
2: Oh man. Um, that's tough. There's so many big ones. I think one big one would be the the most important big lesson is, is a a, a lesson from, uh, breaking bad, the television show, breaking bad, (laughs) where, Walter White and Mike Ehrmantraut are, you know, they've, they've tried to sort of like be half and half in the, in the crime game business, but that they, they're a little bit too nice about it. And then they realize they got to get a little tougher. And so they say to themselves, no more half measures, you know, and like, in so rare, you really, it's nice to think you can get by on a budget and like, you know, buy the cheap players and do the scouting and find, find the the gems. And that does always feel good. But like, really to really succeed in sober you need to just go out and, and bite the bullet and get get the good players and uh to really succeed no half measures you gotta you gotta buy in uh at the top so as as they say whether you know whatever scarcity you you, you have the budget for make sure you're you're spending it wisely and uh and buy buying the best players because and then you can fill in with the budget guys later but make sure the core of yeah. your team uh, is is studs
0: yeah I think that's solid. And that's, that's, that's Bob, who was I think one of our first guests on the show ever. Uh, and I just didn't listen back in the day and and now I'm doing exactly what he was, what he was saying. Um,
4: Jorge, what you got for me? Dude, I'm going to, dude, honestly piggyback on that. Cause that's exactly what I did. I try to be smart and be like, all right, I have limited funds at the start. So I kind of try to spread it out and like work my way up and it's incredibly very, very hard to do that. So. And it's, it's just pre-planning. It's like, realistically, like, I know you want the thing now or you want the guy now, but if you like this game long-term and you think that it's going to be successful, then wait for the off-season or wait for, you know, a small, not serious injury and pick your moments, pick your battles, and then do some scouting. Get your emotions in check and do that. Because that's the hardest part. You get in, you get excited, and you just want to buy, buy, buy. And you're like, I like this guy. And, you know, you watch you watch a game on TV, and you're like, yo, this guy's great, but it doesn't necessarily always translate to sober. And that's where I got burned a lot. But uh yeah, it's just one of those things of just being smart and picking your battles, keeping your emotions in check. And uh if you're gonna collect something, don't worry about your valuation because uh, <laughs> 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 just don't even worry about it. You just yeah. you have that cool thing you wanted and that's that.
0: <laughs> yep, you got it. Don't worry about the price. Don't look. What what's up, Nashi? What you got?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say two things. One is head over heart, which kind of aligns with what we've been saying. It kind of fits in. Don't Decide that you're going to support the Chicago Fire and spend three thousand US dollars on a Jordan Shakiri card, one of ten. Because <laughs> that only leads to pain and misery. The other, the other thing that I, the other thing I would say, which is like a, a down and a good thing, which I was thinking about when um, they were speaking. This is more of a serious one. Is that if you try to and like my journey was, but like I came in, like I said, pure like kind of punting around see what happens and because it was money that I'd kind of like made peace with I didn't really take it seriously and going to Orlando and meeting these guys who were playing kind of seriously kind of sparked my like competitive thing and say well maybe I actually should try and play this game like a little bit more optimally and you know from poker that's kind of a line and now with all the pain about gallery values and people saying oh like my gallery is only worth this and that a way that like at least mentally that I think about it I haven't really seen brought up a lot is that like If you do what you guys are saying and you have a gallery that makes sense together, that can go out there and win you rewards, that can yield you more cards, yield you stuff, and is really well put together, the gallery value of like the sell point of, you know, the price of them cards on the market isn't what the value of what that asset is because that asset can yield you something. So you have to add the two. So if you had, for example, $100,000 worth of Ronaldo cards now and you can't use them. That's a lot different. You've got a hundred k gallery, but that's a completely different thing. And if Trippin's put together a hundred k worth of really optimised lineups that can Six yield it resilience,
0: better. yeah. You see
1: what I'm saying? So it's not all equal. So a lot of people are looking at their gallery and saying, "Oh, it's not worth this much." But something I try and do, and it might just be so I can sleep at night, I'd say, "Yeah, but I think like it's worth this much less." But I think I'm actually playing the game a lot better, and it can yield me that much more. So that's a way to flip the advice onto a positive note know because um yeah yeah that's a way to kind of protect yourself and play the game well and take the advice that both of them shared so yeah i don't know i haven't heard that spoke about too much but i think it's it's semi-relevant
3: for sure go ahead alec what you got yeah so i think the the biggest thing for me and this was kind of one of the the biggest mistakes that i made during baseball last year um is don't buy players or cards <laughs> just to buy players or cards like there were a lot of guys that i like would see their card coming up it was super cheap and i was like oh cool like Here's Joey Votto, for example, like fun player to watch. I'd go up and pick his card and it was, let's say $2 here two there. Like a- after a while, that just, that adds up. And it, it was constantly me buying cards that I liked the player, but they'll never see my lineup. And so rare. So now my gallery is just filled with these guys that I can't sell because no one wants them. But on the flip side, it's like, had I been smarter and stuck to my plan of saying, Hey, I'm saving up for this specific player or this specific type of player, I would have had it in the budget to be able to go out and do that, but um, because I kind of got a little trigger happy of whether it was just looking, you know, at night or during the day, just kind of got bored at work, whatever it may be, you know, I'm looking at these guys that I love watching day in and day out. And without really thinking, how is this going to impact my lineup or how is this going to impact scoring? I would just press buy now or whatever it would be and not search into it. So um, that was kind of the, the biggest mistake I made last year during baseball um, and then really kind of tried to, to carry that over into basketball for year one, and then now into to baseball year two. Um, so it's, it's, so there's a, a game of mistakes and, you know, lessons, but as long as you kind of learn from those, I feel like that's the the biggest thing. Um, you know, everyone's going to make mistakes along the way. I mean, we just all went around this, this group and everyone said something that they did that, you know, looking back, we could have changed, but as long as you learn from it and move forward from it, I feel like that kind of in a way makes it better, but it it definitely still does hurt kind of looking back on it.
0: Yeah. I think I think I'm going to be somewhat similar to you guys here. Um, and first, my my more jokey one is I learned not to buy the one of a thousand limited Acuna for more than one ETH. And yes, that is a shot at our good friend, John Nellis. Um, yeah, I paid like a quarter of that for the fourth one and it's still way overpriced and I still lost way mo- a ton of money on it. Um, but I think the, the one thing that I've learned is to kind of not not get too concerned about the moment, right. Not get overly hyped about, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm winning a tier one reward because sometimes they're shit, uh, not, not get overly hyped about, um, Oh, my gallery valuations going up because it can go down the next, the next month. But in the, in the same thing, you know, not get too low either. Not, you know, um, not get too low about, you know, Oh, my gallery valuations half what it used to be. I'm, I'm losing all this money. Um, it's, like, so is a game of cycles is what I found. And, and honestly, like the cycle will like flip over and at some point the, the price goes up. Um, and then you, you kind of panic and you're not ready for it. Um, so I, I've kind of tried to start like keeping that in mind, right? Like, are we in an up cycle? Are we in a down cycle? Because everybody knows buy low, sell high, but right now everybody agrees the prices are low. How many people are buying, you know, like when, when, when uh, gallery valuations were skyrocketing, how many people were selling, you know? Like everybody knows that you're supposed to do these things, but you're not really keeping in mind like what cycle you're in. So um kind of having that longer term perspective, which I think is is difficult to do. Um, I've I've kind of learned over two years that there there will be ups and downs and, and it's okay. And we'll uh we'll kind of get through it once we uh once we get through to the end. So um that's probably. Probably the biggest thing that, that I've learned from server that and always go to, to random bars with, with strange dudes that you don't know. I, I've learned that, that lesson very well. <laughs> for now, Uh for now, we'll see. We'll see how things go out boys. Thank you so much for, uh, for being here today. Thank you for making a hundred episodes possible. It's been an absolute shit ton of fun uh, to, to hang out with all of you guys and get to know you guys. So I appreciate everybody, you know, all the time that you guys put in, even off of just recording the podcasts and everything like that, uh, I I really appreciate all the all the work that you guys do, and I know our uh, our uh, community also uh, really appreciates it. So thank you guys for for a uh, hundred episodes, and let's start working towards two hundred. Whoosh.